a young perspective on hot-button issues around the world. This is The Hub. Hello and welcome to The Hub on CGTN. I'm Wang Guan. A major gathering on civilizational dialogue and mutual learning is taking place in Beijing, China. That happens against the backdrop of intensifying geopolitical tensions and cultural polarization. This meeting is unique in that participants believe that it is time to pause and look at what unites us instead of what divides us. The creation of your own Peking opera mask? Chinese handwritings that date back thousands of years? And the iconic dish Peking roast duck? In a world where geopolitical tensions often grabs headlines, it is cool to sit back, relax, and appreciate the finer things in life. It is officially known as the third dialogue on exchanges and mutual learning among civilizations and the first world conference of sinologists. And it got its support from the very top. Chinese President Xi Jinping sent a congratulatory letter to the conference. Sitting in the audience, I must say that I was thoroughly impressed when President Xi said that we should prioritize dialogue among civilizations over self-imposed isolation, mutual learning over clash of civilizations, and inclusiveness over a sense of superiority. This set of ideas known as China's Global Civilization Initiative is apparently gathering steam globally. Miguel Angel Moratinos is High Representative of the United Nations Alliance of Civilizations. Your Excellency, Mr. Moratinos, welcome to Beijing, China. Uh, it's a long trip. I hope you have enjoyed it, your trip so far. How do you look at the values of this civilizational dialogue and dialogue on mutual learning among different cultures? Well, I'm, I'm very proud and very uh, satisfied to, to be back in, in Beijing, in, in China, and to have this opportunity to participate in such important event. An event that talk about, uh, as you say, values, principles, about the history of civilizations and how in this new world with new geopolitics, you know, culture and uh, this uh, historical legacy of so many civilizations should be taken into account. We have been through our history with many civilizations. China is one of the most important one. Uh, 5,000 years of history, of legacy. And today we have to live together respecting each other. There is no one civilization that has to be imposed to the other. We have to share the con contribution of all of us. And I think to participate in a meeting, in a conference that we are going to debate and to enhance the need to working together is a, a great privilege. What do you think are, are, are the merits of such face-to-face -face interactions after three years of COVID, after, I assume, many rounds of Zooms and Skypes? Um, can different cultures and different participants really listen to each other and represent different cultures, given the geopolitical realities, the politicization of cultures and civilizations these days? I think uh, while we will immediately uh, notice the, the added value to meet in person. I mean, we are in a virtual world. China has made a tremendous progress in uh, digitalization. No? Uh, you are uh, contributing with the new technology to make the world uh, more close to each other. But culture and history and human feelings, you cannot only share and express when you are meeting face to face, when you are looking to your eyes, to your counterpart, and you exchange views, you exchange arguments, you exchange ideas, you change, you know how 
we together have to respect each other and accept each other in order to create a better world. So, well, as uh, representing the UN entity that, uh, you know, have uh, the responsibility and the mandate to really enhance the lines of civilization, that for me is a, it's a gift to be here and to demonstrate that uh, today uh, we need more than ever to such an encounter to listen to each other, to use dialogue as an instrument to understand much better, and to really solve problems peacefully, that I think is the best way to progress for humankind. Sir, as High Representative for the United Nations Alliance for Civilizations, how do you envision different civilizations to coexist going forward? Because if you look at history, the 19th century is marked by the victory of British colonialism, uh, in the 19th century and 20th century by perceived superiority of American hegemony culturally. Um, more than half the world speak English either as the first, second official language or as the main foreign language. If you go to Africa these days, it's a Francophone Africa versus Anglophone Africa. Some cultures, like it or not, um, are better at exporting and influencing others than the rest. Um, what would the future of cultures and civilizations look like in your opinion? Well, history has been saying at the beginning of this interview has been a long history of many uh, different civilizations. There has been in some time in upper hand and there was some kind of, uh, uh, let's say, put aside, we have not so much influence. And then uh, the beginning of the 1990s, they say, well, the history has ended. And history has not ended because there are many civilizations that have many cultures, they have many actors, and what the 21st century is trying to demonstrate that we have to live together. Today we are coming together. The logo of uh, the Alliance of Civilizations of the United Nations is many cultures, many civilizations, one humanity. So we are living in one humanity, in a shared humanity, as President Xi Jinping said. And so we have to contribute. Each civilization have not only the legacy, but have the capacity to enrich, enlighten, you know, the civilization. I was told that in Chinese, origin of civilization is two words, is Ken uh, and Ming. I mean, it's uh, culture and enlightenment when you pronounce the word. So you are right, because it's a part of uh, the culture of a nation, of a people, at the same time the enlightenment of these people. You know, so in the Western side, in the Latin side, in the European point of view side, the Middle East point of view, civilization is to be civilized. That means it's too hard to organize ourselves and put our society in a better position. I will talk in my speech about this concept in order to be sure that we all share this same concern and that we will work together for the future. Right. Uh, President Xi Jinping of China proposed this Global Civilizations Initiative uh, that has been promoted very aggressively around the world. What are your views on this well, Chinese civilization? I'm extremely uh, happy. I will commend. And um, I think it's uh, very wise and very visionary. You know, in today's, uh, we are living in a world where uh, financial issues, economic issues, security issues, military issues are uh, occupying the most part of our agenda. 
and the headlines. And then, well, the president of China bring to the agenda what we are trying to do since a few years ago, is to talk about values, about uh, this uh, global civilization initiative, to put uh, the emphasis and important to, you know, the cultural and the philosophical and the well, intellectual element and the human dimension of our society. So I think and I hope that's the purpose of my stay here, that between the UN, that we are the, the house of all our nation in today's world, we can work together. We have uh, the same coincidence, you know, of the main axis we have to develop together. Mm -hmm. On China's Belt and Road Initiative, recently you said that um, it is important to note that the scope of this initiative, the Belt and Road Initiative, goes beyond economic benefits. What do you mean by that? From the beginning, when the, the Chinese leadership launched this, uh, I think, very innovative initiative of uh, the old uh, Road Silk Road or One Belt, One Road, initiative, I already always supported it. No? One Belt, One Road have, as you say, a lot of um, infrastructure, telecommunication, connectivity between the different nation people. That's absolutely important, economic matters, investment, trade. But at the same time, it's people to people. How ideas uh, can really benefit, uh, how the way we address the concern how do you not know, put uh, the citizen in the middle of this uh, new uh, paradigm that we are trying to address with the new technology and the new challenge we are going to, to confront. So I think uh, it's the most important element of this uh, One Belt, One Road, is this uh, dialogue of civilization, of culture, of people-to-people -people approach, in order that we can understand each other. If the people don't understand each other, if the people don't respect each other, what kind of life, what kind of world we are going to shape? Mm. There's a very impressive set of data that shows that if we put human history, four or five thousand of years of recent history, into just 24 hours, within these 24 hours, nations and civilizations are at war for 23 out of these 24 hours if all the history is encapsulated in just 24-hour period. What do you make of that? Do you think there can be really a way forward with cultures, countries getting along? Well, that is the, is the, the main objective. Unfortunately, the, the beginning of 21st century is not very promising, you know. Instead of concentrating ourselves in saving the humanity, I would say, we are trying to maintain instability, conflict, wars. We have the Ukrainian war, we have uh, more than 25 or 27 uh, conflicts around the world. Time has come to put an end to this uh, way to conduct the policy. Time has come for uh, understanding each other, to create harmony and to create, you know, um, mutual respect among ourselves. And that can be done through uh, political and peaceful means. And that come the ideas of culture and uh, elements of uh, spirituality, philosophical, ethic, you know, all these elements that are the difference of human beings. We, what we are individual. How do you feel that you are uh, Mr. Chan or Mr. Jen or Mr. Because you feel yourself, you have your own awareness. 
and you belong to your community and to your nation and to the world. So that's have to be respected. We are all different. We are all different. Each with our eight billion person on earth. And in this fingerprint, each of us is different. There is not a single one that is the same. So if we are diverse, why you don't respect diversity? We have to respect each other. And that's come through knowledge, uh, education, and respect of all of us. Last question. Um, I really want to ask you, because you're the high representative for the United Nations Alliance of Civilizations, and also because you've been dedicated to this field of work for, for many decades. There has been debate within China about whether or not people, especially young people, should learn a foreign language, or two, or three. What would be your answer to that debate? I was teaching diplomacy in France, in Paris, in, in political science, and I was telling to all the young uh, students coming from all around the world that they have to speak at least four languages. They have to speak, of course, the mother tongue language, they have to speak English, they have to speak of Chinese, they have to speak one of the, that interest. It's not so complicated, you know. If you learn language, it's part of this cultural engagement. Because if you learn the language, you have to learn the history, you have to understand the, psycholog the psychological reaction of these people. I speak myself uh, quite well three lang foreign languages, but I mean, uh, I can have four or five hmm, foreign languages. Every time I learn, it's a great, uh, you know, privilege to open my mind. No? I was visiting today the archives here. Well, you can imagine if I knew the Chinese. Hmm? It's a new world open to me. I'm telling my daughter that she have to, start, uh, to study uh, Chinese immediately and others. But she studied French already. So I married with a French lady myself. So my children speak already three languages. It's normal. It's like to, you know, to speak one language or, you know, now tell the Chinese people to learn as many languages as they want. They will have to understand the world. Mom, you are very, we don't need you because you are a big country with more than one billion person no, around, so well, everybody will understand. But if you want to really maintain influence and to come to the people, you have to know how the others uh, think, how the others express themselves, how the others behave, how the others create the literature, poetry. So it's beautiful. So uh, I really encourage to, to know at least three, four foreign languages. Hi, Representative Malatinos. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Focus, focus on what's relevant in China and the world. Bridge the, bridge the gap between what you know and what you want to know. This is The Hub. The conference invited nearly 100 sinologists from all over the world. This is a group of scholars who are proficient in languages, have a deep understanding of the Chinese culture, and can potentially bridge the gap between Chinese and people from other countries. We are very interested in China's history, culture and literature. Events like this can deepen our understanding of China. Now we go to implement 
all that we have discussed here in my country uh, and try to promote, to continue to promote the two countries' uh, exchange as far as civilization is concerned. What better way to make friends than to take them whining and dining and uh, getting them a taste of the Chinese food and culture. Apparently this uh, Peking roast stock place, it was, trust me, it was busier than what it is now. Uh, look, the line is uh, forming. I had uh, several of them. I would say that it's as good as any of the Peking roast stocks I've ever tasted. Um, <laughs> people are taking photos over there. And also the Chinese painting that is very delicate, that is exquisite, is painting on the Peking opera masks. Uh, different colors of them apparently represent different characters in, in an opera. I like it because it has a lot of reds. For me, red is uh, something very nice, good. Like I see a lot of red everywhere in, when I go to China. This event is very beautiful. There's a lot of very delicious food. We just saw these traditional Chinese dresses that are really beautiful. You can do all kinds of traditional Chinese crafts. Besides clothing and artworks, architecture also contains vast amount of information of how important civilizations developed. Located in the basin of central Mexico, Teotihuacan was one of the most important urban centers of the ancient Americas. Luis Rivello serves as the director of the site's museum. Director Rivello, welcome to Beijing, China. It's a long journey. Um, hopefully you will like it by the end of the trip. Thank you very much. I've had the privilege of visiting your countries, I think, three times. Uh, it's a very uh, multifaceted and uh, culturally diverse country. Um, how do you look at the, the importance of cultures and civilizations mingle and blend and uh, you know, going forward? Hoy en día pensamos que el mundo es uno solo y que la globalización. Now we think of the world as a whole, globalization or global culture as one. But in reality, it is a huge mosaic of different colors, cultures, and flavors. Mexico is a very diverse and culturally diverse country. It is rich in cultural diversity, natural diversity, and linguistic diversity. More than 90 languages are spoken in Mexico. There are at least three important cultures in Mexico with the Aztec, the Maya, and the Almec cultures. There is also the Teotihuacan culture, which is not part of the Aztec culture. In addition, there are other cultures of northern Mexico. Mexico is a very diverse country. China also proposes Belt and Road Initiative, and there is a cultural element to it. What are your views on that? It's an initiative very important because the seda that has this is a very important initiative because the Silk Road has a history of thousands of years and can still be used today to facilitate modernization along this route. In America, there is a similar route called the Silver Route that stretches from North America to South America. These ancient roads pass through all the countries and people can communicate with each other along them. This is similar to the Silk Road. In the Americas, the Silver Road route is listed as a World Heritage Site. I believe the Silk Road should also be listed as a World Heritage Site. This is a very important thing to promote. To understand more what made this event possible, I caught up with Liu Jianchao, head of the International Department of the Communist Party of China's Central Committee. Minister Liu, this has been a great event. I can tell there has been so much detail 
a lot of preparation that went into it. Yes. Can you tell us about the thinking and the preparation behind? The eventual purpose at the, uh, I think at the, in the very beginning is to enhance the mutual learning and mutual understanding between different civilizations. And this time it bears some special significance because uh, you know that uh, President Xi Jinping put forward the proposal of uh, global uh, civilization initiative uh, just uh, in March. So that really uh, brought a lot of um, talks and also uh, discussions on this topic. I think that the, uh, in order to secure peace and development, people do need to have civilizational exchanges. So that, because building understanding can be a kind of uh, uh, promotion to the uh, possibility of ensuring lasting peace. So as you can uh, probably heard at the uh, opening ceremony, you know, each and every, day, every speaker really spoke in very uh, favor of the proposal and so of the initiative. So uh, that means that we have full confidence that we're going to have more people supporting this idea and we're going to promote it across the world so that uh, people will have a deeper understanding and what is more important, that countries can work together to implement this initiative. Minister, I was talking about lasting peace. I was really impressed by your speech that was given a few days ago mm -hmm. at the World Peace Conference. You said, if we encapsulate mm -hmm. the human history of past thousands of years into just 24 hours, yes. 23 out of these 24 hours, That's we're right. at war. Yes. What is the special significance of such civilizational dialogue amongst mm -hmm. cultures and societies mm -hmm. taking place right now, right here? What's the value of culture in stopping wars? The mankind has always been confronted with three basic issues or challenges. Number one is the issue or the need to survive. And that relates to development, because only by development can you really survive. So that's why, uh, you know, in the very, the very first global initiative put forward by presidency is Global Development Initiative. And second challenge that we have always been faced with is, of course, peace and war. Sometimes we have peace, sometimes war, but unfortunately, we have more wars than peace. So I think that presidency also put forward the uh, idea of uh, Global uh, Security Initiative, which really stress more common and endeavor on uh, making sure that the peace will be lasting. But unfortunately, we are seeing wars and conflicts in the world. So I think that brings to the third challenge, when we have more understanding between civilizations and nations, then we have a better chance of avoiding wars, because wars are very often a result of kind of barbarism. And it's very often a result sometimes of misunderstanding and miscalculation. So if we have more such exchanges and uh, cooperation and mutual learning, people will have, show, will have to show more tolerance, more inclusiveness, more understanding. So that gives uh, peace a better chance. In face of geopolitical tensions mm -hmm. and um, nationalism on the rise, and also we've seen um, politicization of uh, the definition of cultures and civilizations um, you know that was narrated as us versus them uh, the rule of the jungle uh, amidst all this are you still confident that uh, cultural understanding true understanding can happen and civilizations can move forward in one direction yes I think that people are born uh, with goodwill so I don't really believe that people are born evil they are born with goodwill 
uh, but pe people sometimes are selfish. Um, but by having this kind of uh, dialogue, we can build consensus, consensus accepted to the whole mankind. So actually, I think that the mankind of people all over the world has been working on international rules. So basically, it was included, uh, the best values were included in the UN Charter. So it's not that we don't have consensus. We're not lacking a consensus. There are a lot of consensus. There are a lot of norms governing international relations. So there are a lot of uh, rules and principles that could be enshrined in the UN Charter. So I think that these basic rules should be observed. And if everybody observes these rules and principles, peace will prevail. But unfortunately, you know, people, well, when they have different opinions, they are in different positions, sometimes they choose the wrong way. But this kind of mutual understanding and cultural exchanges will help build the common values among nations so that, you know, uh, a better chance for peace and less chance for war. Minister Liu, thank, thank you, you so much. much. Thank you. Everything the sinologists observed and experienced here will hopefully soon be shared with people back home. And cross-cultural communication can happen. I like to teach students about contemporary China. Since now China is reopening, most of them will come. I will share what I've learned here with my students and other teachers when I return to Uzbekistan. I believe my students are intrigued by events like this. There are students from Uzbekistan studying in China right now. They're enhancing their language skills and studying more about China's history, politics and economy. The political economic has uh, a lot of variables that can um, contradict, but when it comes to civilization, the variables don't contradict. They are more or less as fixed items and people can build upon them with no sensitivity or no friction. And that's why I see it's a very good diplomatic mean to be used. Tomorrow is a, a world of exchange. No country can be just close uh, as some did before. Civilization exchange is the most. Creo que, que siempre I think the idea of being different creates fear, which leads to conflict. But we can also learn about different cultures. If I get to know the other and the other gets to know me, we can find commonalities and identify differences. Through our commonalities, we can develop together, and by overcoming differences, we can work together to achieve progress. And that will do it for this edition of The Hub on CGTN. We hope you've enjoyed it. I'm Wang Guan in Beijing. I'll see you again next time.